Hello, Westies, and welcome to another episode of ARW Raw, episode 120, episode 20 of season three. What is good? I have had some of the most incredible interviews in my life recently, which is crazy. Like, the level this podcast is getting to is insane. Thank you all for voting my podcast five stars on Apple and Spotify. We currently have a 4.6 star rating. That means so much to me. Oh my gosh. And this episode today is taking you behind the scenes of my newest record, Criminal Misfit, which I just finished recording last night. And if I sound fucking run down, it's because I am. Because literally, I drank Red Bull at 10 p.m. to do this song. And it was just... It was it was an experience. Let's just put it that way. Um, I've been working on this song for literally, I shit you not, two years um, I've been working through a lot of contracts. I'm finally getting new contracts and getting everything set up for moving forward with my career. Um, I'm, I'm working with a lot of different music producers, a lot of incredible people, and just getting a lot of great connections out here in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry. And it's kind of funny, like moving out of Hollywood, I've actually gotten more Hollywood connections than living in Hollywood because I think I feel a little bit more motivated to like go out and network when I'm not living there. Like we we deliberately have to go in and like network and stuff and go do all that stuff. And I think it really helps me like be able to focus on actually getting that networking in and getting to meet um a lot of different people. And last night I was with my incredible producer, Stuart Tuttle, um, aka Darth Vader. Stuart Tuttle is the best. He is the head of Alter Studio in Hollywood. And we work together on records since 2020, such as Permanent Vacation, Centerfold, and my newest song, Criminal Misfit. I spent a lot of time on each song to make sure it's perfect. And I write all the songs with Jordan. He produces everything and we write everything. So it's a really great mix that we have going on. And I'm just really excited to show you guys this song. I don't know when it's dropping. I want to drop it um, in conjunction with the music video. I really want to have it like lined up that way. Or alternatively, I could drop it and then like put the music video out later. I'm just kind of like weighing my options, so to speak, and seeing how that goes. Um, I really, really like it's taking every ounce of my being not to drop the song right the second. Um, but you guys are going to love it so much. Like, I, I honestly believe you're going to be fucking crazy for it. I mean, it's a great song. It's an incredible track. Um, it's all about basically, I guess I'll pull my notebook out, uh, the story that Jordan and I wrote it about. So when I start a song, I'll take it behind the scenes. So when I start a song, right, in episode 118 of the podcast, we talked about the music industry, like the process of sync, licensing, all that stuff. But... What I'm going to talk to you about now is the side of recording songs. So first of all, you need to have contracts with producers. I was in a contract where I owned everything. I'm trying to move to contracts where I split, to be candid with you guys, where I split with my producers 50-50 on the musical comp so we can all work together for a much lower rate. And I'm trying to make it so that I can make a new song like every other month or at least something like that. Now, the way I've been doing things is much more expensive where I own everything. And the process is I go to the producer and I get the beat. I commission the beat. So I, I'm there. I, I hear them mix the beat, master the beat, get the beat set up to write to it. And then I write to it. And sometimes I take literally a year to write the song. Sometimes it takes one day. I mean, it's just crazy. So this song, Criminal Misfit, took me so long to write. It's crazy. It's a funny story. Um, I got really inspired by Pink when I went to see her at Bottle Rock 2022. And I was like, I need to rewrite this whole song to like be like a Pink song. I love Pink. Love Gaga. I love these people. Like, I got to make it like that. And so I basically reworked the entire beat. And then I wrote the song with Jordan. And I wrote most of the lyrics. He wrote most of the melody. Kind of like Elton and Bernie or whatever. And that's kind of how it goes. And we just we just write the song and make it fire. And it's turned into kind of like my full-time job. I mean, I've, I've signed a licensing contract with 206 Music. Shout out Chelsea Coy. 
I've signed um, a lot of different producer contracts. Shout out Isaac, shout out Charlie, John Stone, Isaac Williams, all these people I work with, Stuart Tuttle. Just make it all work. You know, you really have to make it work in this industry and you really have to make it fair and square for everyone and we all put in our work. So really in terms of that, I have all these contracts signed and so I get the beat made, I rework it if need be, write it, write some more, write some more. And then I go to my vocal coach, Amy Chapman, who works with huge people like Megan Trainer, Sia, uh, mass singer and she's a really good friend of mine so she always makes time for me thank god god bless her she's the best like shout out to rachel <laughs> shout out to my, my lawyer rachel first of all rachel still well and then shout out to amy my vocal coach but yeah my lawyer rachel then jumps in and we figure out what the splits are and everything um if the contracts aren't already set and then i go and i arrange my studio time and i record and then we mix a master and it usually takes about six or seven hours for that whole process and then I'm out the door with all the files and it's uh it's pretty crazy it's pretty it's pretty crazy to me I mean I love I love music so to go back to Criminal Misfit it took me so long to write this song with Jordan it's one of my favorite songs I've ever made period I mean it's a great project I can't wait to drop it for you guys it's going to be honestly incredible um it's you know 90% of music is networking so you know just to have these these connections and this hustle. I mean, I just make it happen. I'm always hustling, nonstop working. I mean, that's how we have to do it. And that's how I make it happen. And for the concept of a uh, criminal misfit. Give me a second, guys. Give me a second. I'm going through my notebook. You can hear. It's crazy to look back on everything and look through it all. I mean, it's crazy to look at what I've made criminal misfit so the energy for criminal misfit and you guys haven't even heard the song but it's melancholic for what i thought i wanted and it was it was very much about how i felt isolated into selfishness and it turned into a vindictiveness now this is a song about one of my exes i'm not gonna say who because I'm not trying to get sued shout out to my lawyer rachel Silva. <laughs> do not get sued allegedly it's about my exes one of my exes um i'm not gonna say who it is because i don't want there to be you know a drama, a legal battle surrounding that. Um, and yeah, it was all about like, what do you actually even know about me? I mean, you only act like you love me for the social media and the uh, extrinsic attention and money. But like, I know what happens behind the scenes, quote unquote. So like, that's, that's what the song is about. Um, it's really about how this guy basically wanted to be with me for who I seemed like I was, but he didn't really understand who I am. And he thought he knew who I was. But then when I went out and met Jordan, that's a person who really knew who I was. So it's a whole fucking mindfuck, this song, okay? It's all about how this guy would make shit up that never happened. He would hide shit that he did. He was so two-faced. And he would just, like, make, like, convenient argument points and blockers to, like, make a point of, like, why things couldn't work between us or, like, cheat on me or all this crap. So that's how I literally wrote the song. I wrote the song to emulate and to capture that energy. And it's all about how, like, he gaslit me for not getting me, you know, into clubs while I was under 21 years old, which is really triggering to me because, like, I had a fake and stuff. And, like, he would be like, oh, this fake isn't good enough. Like, you're not gonna be able to get into the clubs. And, like, I would, he would, like, just, I don't know. I would, like, call him out, and he would try to hook up. Have my coffee. I'm, like, dead from the rebel last night. He would try to, like, hook up with other girls at the clubs when I couldn't get in. And they just made me feel bad. He was, like, literally 28, and I was 19. So it was, like, okay, what? Like, that's crazy. And he always acted like he would do stuff for me. But he did it for, like, another girl. Like, 
Oh my god, like part of this song is about how this guy planned this trip to Yosemite and we went on the trip and then this girl reached out to me while we were there on Instagram and she's like, hey, like, hey girl, like, you know, you get the hey girl message. It's like, hey girl, so I think we're both dating the same guy and I was supposed to go on this trip with him to Yosemite, but he said online he's dating you so i figured i'd hit you up because he posts about you and you're his girlfriend like publicly but like i'm his like side chick and i was like what so that was just the craziest thing and i he was like 28 and i was 19 and he was like going to frat parties and stuff it was just like what the fuck so he yeah he always acted like he'd do stuff for me but it wasn't but like a random girl reached out to me and told me that he was cheating on me this girl and you know it was crazy and and he fucked up my life basically and um You know, it was weird. He was just a simp. He was just a simp. He was just, like, simp. And he would just, like, have sex in the bathroom with random people. So that's part of it. And, you know, my favorite... <clears throat> my favorite... I'll read you guys the song if you guys want to hear the song. You're not going to hear the song, though, till it drops. But I'll read you the song the song lyrics. So Criminal Misfit, written by Jordan and me. Okay. I woke up, I saw it. You texted, I'm sorry. Not good enough for me. Won't you understand? I'm done with this feeling. I'm sickened, mistreated. You're taking advantage of what you took from me. This is the last time I tell you that I'm lonely. You always lie to me. Stop making me addicted. You tried to change me, but I don't need fixing. So this is the last time I'm not taking any chances. So that's the first verse. And that's, that whole verse is basically capturing how I found out that he met the girl messaged me and he basically lied to me the whole relationship and how it's not good enough for me and how I was tired of it. So I said, I'm done with you and I'm moving on. I'm not gonna take any chances. Right. So the chorus goes, he thinks that I'm listening criminal misfit saying, I'll take it. Keep what you stole. It's time that I said it. I know it ain't worth it. I want to go out and lose control. Taking my last shot, kiss you goodbye. Saw it on the glass, stepping outside, nothing to hide. Got a lot of my mind. You won't break me gotta leave you behind so the chorus to break that down is he thinks i'm listening like he thinks that i'm gonna listen to what he has to say um and i'm a criminal misfit like i'm criminal misfit means like to me it's like means you know i'm not gonna like let anyone boss me around i'm gonna take my own perspective on everything and i'm gonna take my own my own approach on everything i'm not gonna let someone else control me so that's what criminal misfit means and saying i'll take it keep what you stole he probably told this girl and the other people around him oh like she'll do whatever i say like that's that's more the concept like it's it's saying like oh like he's just like a simp and like she's a simp and like but he's really the simp he's he's saying you know oh man it's just a simp like she'll she'll take it and i said keep what you stole because it's like you stole so much my youth i just don't want to interact with you like you just took advantage of me and you took control of my life when you should not have and i was coming off of another really bad breakup when i dated this guy so that's why it was very hard for me um and it kind of put me in a position where i was like oh wait like i could just be with a guy like jordan who would take care of me and like he's i'm like his baby like i'm his everything so like it's crazy because well with this guy it was just so it was just so bad <laughs> It was so bad. It was just so, like, overwhelmingly horrible to be with him. It's probably one of the worst relationships I've been in my entire life. But anyway, so the next part is, it's time that I said it. I know it ain't worth it. I want to go out and lose control. You know, I'm 19. You're 28. Why are you at frat parties with me at freaking USC? Like, that's so immature of you. And you are basically a loser. <laughs> then, taking my last shot, kiss you goodbye, salt on the glass, stepping outside so this is painting the picture right i'm taking my last shot and i'm saying fuck you and i 
I the salt on the glass is because we're doing shots, right? So there's salt on the glass. I don't even do the salt. I just take the shot and say fuck you and I leave. Stepping outside. It's not just about outside of the house. It's or the club. It's about stepping outside of the relationship and leaving the relationship behind. And it says nothing to hide. Got a lot on my mind. You won't break me. Got to leave you behind. That whole part of the chorus is all about how I don't feel any guilt leaving anyone behind who treats me like trash. So it's like, I don't have anything to hide. Like, I have a lot of my mind. Like, you know, when a guy tries to gaslight you, he's like, oh, is something wrong? It's like, yeah, there is something wrong. And you're not going to break me and I'm going to leave you behind. So this is me basically setting up to him. And I hope, I hope he's listening to this. I hope he hears a song. I hope, I mean, he knows who, he knows who this is about. I think a lot of you guys, if you follow me, know who this is about. Yo, 70 older worked for justin bieber okay that's the only hints i can give without being like legally in trouble so there you go verse two is we're out on the dance floor the lights keep on spinning he walks up who are you but i know who i am his aura around me he's feeling my body i'm done now just one more i can tell that he's a fan i see that i can't hide anything from you i want to be with you you know you want me to you tried to change me but i don't need fixing so this is the last time i'm not taking any chances so with the second verse it's about how I met Jordan. Okay, so I met Jordan on a Hinge, right? A Hinge app. Shout out to them. Shout out to Hinge dating app. They're the best. But the song is more about... I don't even know how to put this. Like, it's like I'm putting, like, the dating app situation into the... thing we're out of the dance floor. Let's keep on spinning. He walks up. Who are you? But I know who I am. So this is, like, my relationship with Jordan. It's like, oh, like, I'm having a good time. Like, we're on the dance floor. And, like, he's like, who are you? But I know who I am. Because... At this point, it's like he walks up, who are you? But I know who I am because it's, I know who I'm, I'm, I know who I am. Like, I know who I'm going to be. And like, I know what I want in life. I'm not going to let these guys boss me around anymore. And the next part is his aura around me. He's feeling my body. It's like, cause I like his vibe. This is like, my it's like, oh, I like his vibe. Like he's feeling my body. Like he's into me. I'm done now. Just one more. I can tell that he's a fan. So I'm done now. Just one more. That's initially how I felt about Jordan. Like when you're in such a toxic relationship, you feel like you have to be putting yourself in that position where you're constantly, you know, saying, oh, like, just one more guy. I'll see how it goes. Like, that's why I say I'm done now. Just one more. Like, oh, let me see how it goes with this guy, like, as a rebound. But it's, like, really, like... And, like, obviously I hooked up with other guys between this this ex and Jordan. But, like, this is, like, my two, like, biggest things that I'm talking about in this song. Like, the two biggest, like, dichotomies. Um, so I can tell that he's a fan. So it's saying, like, he likes me. But, like, he's a fan. Like, he's a Westie. So there you go. And then it's, I see that I can't hide anything from you. That's how I feel about Jordan. Because if you feel like you're in love with someone, right? You feel like you can't hide anything from them. You feel like you're so deep in with them that you feel like you're connected on that level. And the part of the the episode... I want to say the episode, excuse me. I'm talking about pocketing. The part of the song where it says this is like the most deep part of the song to me because it's like, I can't hide anything from you. Like, I never usually say stuff so deep in my songs. Like, yes, I reveal my innermost feelings. And yes, I talk about, you know, what what has led to like who I am in a lot of my songs or like my experiences or like Malibu or like Hollywood or like DC or like USC. I talk about a lot of places I've lived. But like in this song, it's all about like what happened to me in these relationships. And I think that that's really a big step in my career that I can actually talk about these things and that I can dive in. So the next line is, I want to be with you. You know, you want me to, that's how I feel about Jordan. So this part of the song is very much like, Oh, you're in love or like you're seeing like whatever through rose colored glasses. Right. Then it goes into, you tried to change me, but I don't need fixing. 
this is the last time. So this is the last time I'm not taking any chances. That part, I repeat, because that's how I feel about any guy. You know, I'm not going to let any guy change me or I'm not going to take a chance on a guy. I'm going to be sure of myself. And in that aspect, you know, it's about a lot of guys I've hooked up with. I'm not going to take any chances. Like, I'm reverting back to the the end of the, the last four bars of the initial verse because that's how I feel. I mean, I'm not going to let a guy change me or or change who I am. You know, someone I dated in between this guy I talked about and Jordan, like, always wanted to change who I was. And he was very wealthy. He tried to pay my tuition. He tried to pay for my car. And I feel like he was always trying to change who I am. So that's why I say you try to change who I don't need fixing. Like, I don't need to be fixed. Like, I feel like all these guys, guys in my life have come into my life and they want to change who I am. But I won't let them because if you're going to try to change who I am, like, then you don't love me. You don't love me if you're someone who's just going to go around and try to manipulate my point of view or my thoughts about you know, what I think and what my life is about and you're going to change it and you're going to, you're going to twist my words. That's what that's about. And then the next course I go back in and I say, he thinks that I'm listing criminal misfits saying, I'll take it. Keep what you stole. It's time they said it. I know it ain't worth it. I want to go out and lose control. Taking my last shot, kiss you goodbye. Salt on the glass, stepping outside, nothing to hide. Got a lot of my mind. You can't break me. You won't break me. Gotta leave you behind. It was. So if you want like BTS, since this episode's taking you behind the scenes of my new record, criminal misfit, if you want to go behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Like it was you can't break me, but I changed it to you won't break me. And my vocal coach thought that was such a powerful shift because it's like, you won't, like, I will not allow you, you will not break me. Like, I will never allow you to break me. I will never allow you to break me. You know why? Because I am a strong person and I'm not going to let anybody in this world break me. I'm not going to let, you know, any man I'm with, no one can break me and I'm going to leave them behind. I'm going to leave behind anyone who tries to uh, alter my life, who tries to change my my perspective on things. Um, and I, I, I really feel strongly about that. And that's why this is in the song. Now, again, how Jordan and I write like Elton and Bernie, he does the melodies, I do the lyrics. So I, I contribute to the melodies and he contributes to the lyrics, but it's most like he does melody, I do lyrics. And that's, that's kind of how we split it up. That's how we, that's how we make it happen. And... My producer, Stuart, when I came in, <laughs> I, rapped, I, I sang the song for him. He thinks that I'm listening, criminal misfit. Just when I went right in, he was like, oh my fucking God. Like, I just did the whole song for him once. He was like, all right, chug that Red Bull. Get in the fucking booth in your fucking skims dress. Let's pop this shit off. Let's fucking go. I was like, yo, let's go. Like, you guys can hear my voice is so tired. I'm so fucking tired. I'm so fucking, I'm like Red Bull hangover. And of course, I drank some vodka when we came home with some ginger ale. So I'm just like, ah, I'm so tired. But my energy's still conveying, I hope. And... We're about to go to my favorite part of the song. But by the way, just to like kind of change the subject for a minute because I have ADHD, you guys know. If you love this show, it's because you also probably have some sort of neuro neurodivergence. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason why I work so well with this guy, Stuart Tuttle, is because he produces and makes a master. And Jordan, I write like like he said, he knows his place and we know our place. I think that's a really good way to work with people. Like when you each can contribute your own you know, skill sets and strengths, it works very well. And I think that that's a really big part of uh, being a successful team is knowing, knowing your place and knowing what you need to do. 
And that's how I help my mom. That's how I help Jordan. That's how I help our animator, Khalif. I mean, I just do everything as a team. And I think it's so much more powerful to do things as a team. And, you know, he did insane production on the song. We did the craziest vocal filter over my voice in this song. It sounds crazy. It sounds like pink mixed with grunge, mixed with Gaga, mixed with Katy Perry. I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, and I, I, I literally deliver the song perfectly, perfectly pitched, perfectly tuned. Like, I, like, delivered it perfectly. And then we just pop the filters over. We just do all the all the effects and it's so cool and fun and I like that because it it gives it that edge you know what I mean it gives it that edge with the production it gives it that pop and I like that I like it to have a sound I like it to have an era to it I don't want it to sound like you know just any other song I want it to sound like this is my song and this is the vibe and it needs to be perfect it can't just be like any other song and no effects like I feel like I started off my music career just like focusing on my vocals but it's more about the production of the song overall especially since i just signed my licensing deal with 206 music so you know i'm trying to get these songs licensed i'm not even trying to i'm manifesting and getting a song license knock on wood getting it all done and getting it all handled and that's how we do it and you know i i do so much and that's how that's how we make it happen i mean you just have to put in that work and i'm already playing the music video in my head i want to shoot it at the beverly hills hotel and it'd be so incredible and it's gonna be a huge budget but i'll make it happen you guys know I work my ass off. Go to OnlyFans.com slash West if you want to, you know, if you want to see how I make my money and put money into the music. And yeah, the song last night cost me like nine, I guess in total, like $3,000. So we need to work out some new contracts and you guys will be hearing way more music from me once that's sorted out. That's how we're going to do that. And yeah, I mean, it just, it feels so good to get all the songs done and I'm just kind of stalling before I get to my favorite part of the song because I wrote the whole song, of course, with Jordan, but this one part is just pops me off. I mean, this song, this song could be a Disney. I wrote it with no curse words on purpose, so it could be used for anything. So it could be for any song, like literally any song, any licensing, any commercial, any TV. It could be used anywhere because it's so perfectly just curseless, I will say. I, I used to curse a lot in my music. I still occasionally curse. Fame a fucking drug and I abuse it, you know, or we fuck like porn star checks in my car, taking a page out of my own memoir. He's sucking my pussy while I smoke green cigars. Like that's obviously cursing, but I'm trying to keep it away from the cursing so I can, it can be more licensable. But um, so for this bridge, right, I, I've been listening to a lot of Ice Spice. I was like, I want to give Ice Spice. Like I want this bridge to give Ice Spice. We really did nothing to the bridge. We did the, the vocal filters and everything else to make it super 90s. But this part, I was like, no, this guy sound like Ice Spice. So here we go. Like, how do you know I'm a 10? Because I'm surrounded by men. This is the bridge. When I pull up, roll in the bends, he pay me to play pretend. Chrome hearts on the face, baton on my waist, like I want to be on world tour. Take off all my clothes, I'll strike a good pose, like I want to be on the floor. My shoes pure gold, it don't get old, it's in the store I can't afford. Already own what I want, so shut up, you make me bored. Red carpet backstage, I am goals, famous since birth, I'll jump in the rolls. You cannot have what isn't yours, I'm done with explaining you can't control. So, to go back to this verse, which is a fucking genius verse to pat myself on the back, y'all. Um, this song, this part of the song is just all about, like, my baller side, right? It's about the, the simpy side of him simping me, but now it's like, no. How do you know I'm a 10? It's like, talking about Playboy, basically. How you know I'm a 10? Well, I'm a Playboy bunny, I'm this and that, I'm 38 double D, I got the curves, whatever. And then, because I'm surrounded by men. That's implying my music producers and all my team are all men. I only work with men, basically. So, um, you know, besides my vocal coach and my makeup artist and my lawyer, everyone's a man. You know, the producers, 
the photographers, the videographers, the co-writers, you know, so because I'm surrounded by men. So I say, I'm saying, do you know how much time because I'm surrounded by men? Like these men like me when I pull up a roll in the Benz, like I'm pulling up in the Mercedes Benz, which I have a Mercedes, but it's not here. It's in DC and my sister drives it. So, <laughs> but in the song, it's like, you know, roll in the Benz, Mercedes, pull up with the Mercedes. He pays me to play pretend. So like OnlyFans are doing Playboy or Slushy or any of the stuff I do. He pays me to play pretend. He play, pays me to put on act. Chrome hearts on the face, Vuitton on my waist, like I want to be on world tour. So that's talking about how I love chrome hearts, you know, wearing chrome heart sunglasses. I have Louis Vuitton on my waist, on my belt, and like I want to be on world tour. So it's like talking about like someone from the idol, basically, like Jacqueline or, or, or what's her name, Jocelyn, or like fucking, you know, giving like, it's giving like Miley Cyrus, like I want to be on world tour. Like it's like I'm dressing like I want to be a superstar, like it's giving Hannah Montana. And then it's... I'll take off all my clothes. I will strike a good pose. Like, I want to be on the floor. So that section is about how I I like to take off my clothes. Uh, I like to be naked. As I said in my TV show five years ago on MTV. Uh, true life. Um, I'll strike a good pose. Like, I want to be on the floor. You know, I'm, I'm doing Playboy. I'll take off all my clothes. And I'll strike a good pose. Like, I want to be on the floor. Or, like, the floor. Like, working the floor. Like, as a girl, you know. And that's kind of trying to relate to every girl who's doing that type of work, you know. Um, my shoes, pure gold. It don't get old. It's in the store I can't afford. So I'm talking about how I have nice things and it doesn't, this feeling doesn't get old. And if it's in the store, I can afford it. So I'm talking about manifesting that I can buy anything I want. I manifest that I'm going to be driving expensive luxury cars. I'm manifesting I'm going to be buying expensive clothes. I'm manifesting that I'm going to be living that high life. Four, four, four. It's already done. Already own what I want. So shut up. You make me bored. Shut up, you make me bored. I already own what I want, so shut up, you make me bored. That's part of manifestation. I have everything I need, babe. And shut up, you make me bored. I'm talking about, um, I'm writing this down because this is deep. It's about how if I don't like you, you can go fuck yourself, basically. Um, and how I don't abide by what anyone says. I don't abide by what anyone tells me to do. And they, they're boring. I already own what I want. So should I be bored? Red carpet backstage. I am goals. Famous since birth. Jump in the rolls. So red carpet backstage is where I'm hanging out like at the Grammys. I am goals. I'm I'm amazing. I've been famous since birth. So I jump in the rolls. So I, I'm very successful. I'm, I've always been famous. I'm jumping in the rolls where I used to leave the event. You cannot have what isn't yours. That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, it's about like these guys fucking me over. It's kind of getting back to the subject. Um, you know, if I don't want you, then you need to fuck off. And done with explaining you can't control that means that i don't need to explain myself you can't control me so then we go back into the chorus but i repeat the chorus twice and i say they think that i'm listening criminal misfit saying i'll take it keep what you stole it's time that i said it i know it ain't worth it it's time to go out and lose control taking my last shot kiss you goodbye salt on the glass stepping outside nothing to hide got a lot on my mind you won't break me gotta leave you behind that is very much the same exact energy it is all about how i am leaving you behind and how i'm not gonna let you treat me that way but i say they think they're listening because the audience gets bigger it's like all the guys have been would see this and then at the end i say on oh, criminal misfit at the end just to pop it off at the end but it's you know saying look i'll do what i want with my life and that's kind of the point of this of this uh song is i do what i want with my life and i don't let anybody control me i don't let anybody uh take take ownership of me 
And that's a big part of this song because I think I've never been so forward in a song. And it's really a pleasure to share you got with you guys the lyrics. Obviously, you're going to be able to read them on, like, DistroKid and, like, Rap Genius and all that. Like, that's not what I'm concerned about. I just want, like, to tell people about the song because, um, you know, before I copyright it, before I upload it everywhere, before I do my ASCAP registration, before I upload my lyrics, before I submit it, you know, it's just... That's how it goes. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. And it's, I want to share it with you guys because you guys are my fans and you guys are my real supporters and you've been there since day one. And if you know, you know, this song was really raw for me and my ex really fucked me over. And I feel like I've bottled up these feelings for over six or seven years now. And it's been very difficult for me to process these feelings. And I think through music, I can really process everything. And music is therapy to me. Like when I said like, shut up, you make me bored. Like I I couldn't say that to someone's face. You know what I mean? But if you say in a song, well, suddenly Nike wants to license the song, you know? So it's it's its own world. It's its own crazy world. Um, I'm really blessed to do Playboy and to do OnlyFans and to do music and to be a social media manager for my mother's business and to handle all of Jordan's Orem Realty work. And I'm just really lucky to do so many different things. But I feel in music, I can fully be myself. I can transform into ARW. I can be myself, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's freeing. It's really freeing. And I feel lucky to be able to be able to do that. And to share with you guys on this show, um, my thought process behind everything. So, you know, we recorded it. We, we had to record many, many takes. Um, I had to do the left and rights on the chorus. I had to do all of the backup vocals and all of the doubled vocals and tripled vocals at times. And then I sit there and I watch Stuart Tuttle mix it down. And it's always really good to see him mix it down because I get to see what he's doing to the song to improve on the vocal side. I think that's really good to see what the, you're going to do with the filters and what you're going to do with the effects. Because it just if you just went sing a song, you know, I mean, no one wants to hear that. You have to mix it. You have to master it. You have to make sure it's perfect. You have to change the vibe. And I think that's really important. I, I don't think enough artists do that. I think we need artists who are going to do more... more um, how do you even put this? Just more creative stuff. I think for so long, artists just like go in the studio and just like record, but they don't actually mean anything with their words. You have to, you have to mean it and it has to have a topic. It has to have its own experience attached to it. And I really, I really admire anybody who does music. I mean, we work really hard. We work so hard on everything with music. We hustle our asses and there's so much behind the music that you don't even see. I mean, on the back end with A&R and all the promotion and everything, it's really a lot of work and a lot of people don't see it. You know, a lot of people don't see it. A lot of people don't respect it. And it took me a long time to get up to speed and to get on the same page as, uh, I guess, people who have studied the music industry. I mean, I studied obviously at USC I studied on USC and um, I learned a lot. I'm just trying to form my words, basically. I learned a lot about it, but you have to do it to understand all sides of it. And since I've gotten into licensing, it's like, wow, finally, I'm actually like seeing something from this. You know what I mean? I'm seeing, I'm seeing something from this. I'm really seeing something from all of this. I mean, I'm seeing like a result 
I'm seeing a result from everything and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the payout. I'm seeing the payout finally. It's just like Jordan said, finally making money from music. I mean, it's so hard just to make money from music. So it's really difficult just to be able to even make money and not even just that, be able to be put in that position, you know, be able to have those deals. And I feel lucky to be able to finally have songs where I could be party songs, sad songs, happy songs. And that's how it goes. And and you have to you have to um, really be dedicated to yourself to show people what you have done. You have to show people what you've done. And like the other night we were at Disney and some fans came up and they're like, we love you so much. I was like, oh, my God, like it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me um, to see the effect my music has on people and to see how they feel. Um, see how they feel about me, see how they feel about my music um, and how hard I work. You know, I work so hard in the gym. I lost all this weight. I work so hard. Playboy, everything I do. I work really, really, really hard. And it's a whole it's a whole process. It's its own process. And I think that that's really difficult for me to even like be able to understand like half of what I do every day. And it's just all a process. It's all, you know, you have to download everything. You have to register with ASCAP. You have to register with the copyright office, to upload track and metadata disco, submit to the licensing people at 206 Music. And then you have to send to the music supervisors. Then you have to, you know, upload them to DistroKid and then upload to Rap Genius and then plan the music video and send it to all your sync and licensing people and then promote on social media and then send it to all the A&R people. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But like, everyone says I have star power and I'm a really successful businesswoman. So like, that's really what I do, what I do it for. Like, I'm not doing this. Of course, I'm doing it because I love music. And of course, I'm doing it because I love what I do. But at the end of the day, that's not enough. You have to actually have like real talent and real business drive to be able to do it. And you know, for so many years, there's so many people who have told me, oh, you have star power, you have star power. But I never really was able to have the time to focus on it because I was dealing with so many things from, you know, school to personal matters to moving to getting engaged and our animation company and just everything kept getting in the way. And now finally it feels like everything's in the right place to be doing this stuff. And, you know, I had a lot, I've had a lot of influencers and musicians on this podcast where they don't see music the same way I do. They see it as like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, do the bare minimum basically. And I just don't see it that way. I just, I'm always working on something new and always, um, working on new contracts and always working on getting in the studio and making some shit. And, I think that's a good way to operate. I think that it's very um, touch and go, especially when you're with someone like Jordan and me and you collaborate a lot, but then there's people you work with who don't collaborate and it's like, ooh, now we gotta like, you know, we're on like thin ice with someone. It's just like, it, it's interesting. It's just more like business than, than anyone would understand. It's like, like I said, it's like 90% networking and business, 10% creative. And when you're in the studio singing the song and you feel it and you're saying like, how do you know I'm a 10? Because I'm surrounded by men. When I pull up, roll in the bends. He paid me to play pretend. Chrome hearts in the face, a ton on my waist like I want to be on world tour. Take off all my clothes, I'll strike a good pose like I want to be on the floor. It just changes your life. I mean, you just, you feel the lyrics in your fucking soul, dude. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I literally am just like on one right now like uh it's just like it changes your life and like i hope to i mean i even hope i'm manifesting i build my entire family and future families wealth off of my music career and off of um my productions and that's how we make it happen and it's a really big it's a really big step in life um for me to be finally in charge and finally be engaged and finally be um building a family and building my life and and see the direction of everything so clearly laid out in front of me i mean for so long i was so 
in the dark. I mean, that's just how you, how you always feel when you're young. I think in your 20s, you're meant to experiment with music and you're meant to see where everything's going. And now that I'm 25, almost 26 in two months, um, I see where everything's going. And I really see like the, the potential for everything I do and every single thing I do has its own direction in life. And and I really see where music is going right now for me. And I'm looking for more licensing deals. I did have to just turn down a, an, an exclusive contract because I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not going to work out if I can't, you know, have myself open. I want to be open for other deals. I want to keep myself open. As my agent says, always keep yourself open. And always keep yourself ready to take on anything. I mean, that's how I feel. And if I, if I can audition for something and make it great, and if I, or if I can, you know, make a project, make it great and do my best, that's really all you can do is do your very, very, very best. And I think that that's important in life is to give your best. I think in the entertainment industry, we know that, but none of people know that in life. And it's changed my perspective on the world, everything with music and everything with the craft I put in and the hours and the money and the time and the, the effort, just all of it. It changes everything. It changes your, your perspective on life. It really does. And I'm trying to make more music. That's very, um, on brand. I'm making more music. That's, I'm going to make more music that's very um, soulful and very deep and very introspective. And I'm manifesting this gets bought up by some big companies for licensing and that it could be on some big shows. And yeah, I mean, it just it changes your life when you can go in the studio and get all your emotions out on a mic. It just really does. And um, I'm lucky that that's how I make my income. I'm lucky that that's how I live my life. Um, Thank you so much to everyone on my team. If you're listening to this, I love you so much. I love everyone who I work with from Matthew Velasquez um, on the the video work to Tyra Burton on the makeup to John Mann on the photos to Jordan on the back end of helping me with everything I mean I'm so blessed I'm so lucky to my mom who's always there for the music videos always helped me I mean I'm just lucky to have everyone around me and be so everyone be so supportive of me and um I don't think a lot of people get this type of experience in the music industry where they can bring their whole family and their whole uh you know everyone into the into the mix it's very different energy when you can put yourself into that position and when you can see yourself truly shine and I think everyone around me just really wants to see me grow and shine and thank you for that and I'm working my ass off to make it a reality for all of us that we can you know achieve all of our dreams that we can make a lot of money off music and we could keep working hard and making it happen and you know it's not just in the studio that you work it's in the gym it's in the kitchen it's in the the bedroom it's in the 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 writing space it's everywhere and who you are translates into your music and I think who I am is just becoming better and better every day not to be like cocky or something but like I'm really seeing my progress in life and I'm really putting that energy out there and I think you have to put the energy out there that you always want to be better and you always want to do better and I'm really lucky that like in terms of you know my fan base and everyone around me they want to see me succeed I, I was at a point in my life before I met Jordan where everything was going downhill in a sharp decline. And I think that we have those points in life and then we meet the people who are meant to be with because you can see, you know, out of a dark time, you can see where the light is and you can see what's to come. And I think that that changed my life because I could really see like who's there for me and who's not. And that's an important way to live your life. You can't live your life in a way where you let other people handle you. You have to handle it all yourself. You have to handle it all yourself. And, um... I'm just stunned at the type of reaction I get these days. Um, from... 
just everyone from my team, from my fans, from my vocal coach, my lawyer, my producers. I mean, everyone says, like, this is the best song you've ever written. Like, every time I make a new song, it's, like, the best song I've ever written. And, like, that's how it should be. You should constantly be improving. That's what my agent, Myron Aslan, says, has to say about me, always. He always has to say about me. You're always trying to do better. You're always trying to evolve. You're always trying to improve i mean that's really how the only way you can live your life is you know constantly be evolving and improving and i think that um it's changed my perspective on life a lot um being so appreciated appreciated um being bullied my whole life i was like always told like you're nothing and like i think people only bullied me because they're so threatened by me um in general like i really was i really was only bullied because people felt extremely threatened by my talent and by my success and um, I think that's like how Taylor Swift and people feel and not saying I'm on the level of Taylor Swift. I love her so much, but to be in that vein of success and to be hustling like that, it's really a focus of mine. And like, I can't wait till one day, every day I just wake up and I just go to the studio and record something. I mean, that's a great way to live. And I want to be that way. And I want to be able to do that with my life. And so that's why I'm in this direction and I'm making it happen. I think that it's really big, um, manifestation is to make everything happen for yourself and choose everything actively if you actively choose every day to be like i want to do this i want to do that rather than sitting around and letting things happen to you you know they'll happen to you they'll just happen to you and it, it won't happen for you it'll happen to you and it's not going to be good because you're putting yourself in the situation continually where you are being basically taken advantage of always and i think that i sat in that position for a long time because i didn't understand where I was going to be in life, right? When we're young, right? Think of it like going to Spirit Halloween, right? You see all the costumes and it's like, oh, what could I be when I grow up? Like a doctor, a lawyer, a firefighter, like artist, Barbie. I don't know. <laughs> you see everything you could be in. It's like so much overwhelming choices and so much overwhelming options. And then when you actually like start living your life, you just, I don't know, this is like the deepest podcast I've ever had, guys. I don't know why. It just is. Um... <laughs> You start living your life and you're like, wait, I could do this. I could do that. Like, I could be a Disney adult. Like, I could be a rapper. Like, I could be a Playboy bunny. Like, I could be a social media manager. Like, I, I'm doing everything I've always wanted to do my whole life. And, like, yes, of course, every day I'm working my ass off and there's not just time to just, like, lay around or something. But, like, if you want to be successful, that's kind of how it goes, right? Like, you need to go after your dreams and your goals and make them happen. And I think that's a big deal. And I think it changes your life when you have that type of motivation and purpose. And, um... You know, not every day works out how it's meant to, or not every day you get everything down on your list. Um, but you can get pretty damn close. <laughs> and I think that's where it counts at the end of the day. Where it counts is you going after your dreams and making it work for yourself. I think that there's not enough people like that. Like, we need to go and we need to change our lives. We need to make our lives happen. There's not enough people who feel that way. I think there's so many people who are just getting by day by day. Jordan and I were just talking and it was like, we were discussing how many people just like go through life not knowing what they want in life, right? And they're unhappy. They're always just like buying stuff because they don't know what's next, right? Like, oh, like if I buy these shoes from Dolls Kill, right? It'll make me happy. Or like, oh, if I buy these lotto tickets, maybe I'll win the lottery. Maybe I'll be happy. Like a lot of people operate their day-to-day -day being like, oh, if I was this, I could be happy. But like, I don't feel that way. I feel like, I feel happiness in working. I feel happy in podcasting. I feel happiness in dealing with my lawyer and my team making new songs. I feel happiness in promoting my content. I feel happiness in registering all my content. 
I feel happiness in going to the studio. I feel happiness in recording Criminal Misfit. I feel happiness in feeding my cats and going to the gym. And, you know, I just have seen, like, the really bad side of life. And I've just seen it. And I, I think that once you see the bad side of life, you can really see, like, where you're... Where, where everything is for you. And I think it's it's incredible to be able to be a part of that and be in your own world and be able to be, you know, owning all your work and or like sharing it with your co-creators. Like not enough people want to be, not enough people want to be present like that and, and see every beauty in, in every section of their life. And like, I want to benefit every single person in my life from my music producers, to my vocal coach, to my gym trainer, to my lawyer, to my parents, to my fiance, to my friends, to my family, the rest of my family. I mean, it's just, it's just great to be able to be in this position in life. And I think for a long time, I didn't see that it would be this way. And I never, I don't think I ever saw that it would go in that direction. I don't think I ever saw like how everything would work out for me and how my team would become, would become, um, I don't think I knew how my team would become. And I don't think I knew how it would be on my team. I think for a long time in life, you'll never know like where things are going, but you have to, uh, you know, participate in your life to see where it's going. And, um, I was really depressed for a long time just because of a lot of various stuff that had happened to me. And I just have to say, like, don't give up. Like it's, it feels very deep to say that, but like, I just, I just don't think you should give up. I just don't think you should give up. It's not worth it. You need to stay you and you need to focus on what you can achieve. And I see way too many people who are just going day by day. And the song that I have called Day by Day is literally like, that's how I felt. Hold up, homie. I don't need you. You be flexing. I'm like, see ya. Know your mind. Know your vibe is that season. Use your mind like use your reason. I've been trapping for the weekend. Steady lapping through the deep end. I be chilling while you're freaking. I be swimming. I be sinking. I wrote that with Charlie Johnstone, my my really close friend and my collaborator. Now, the way it became like that was, I think that I went through a lot, and finally now I see how everything is in my head. I see how it all works. I see how it's all come together, and you know I actually have my own my own say in my life now. You know, when you go through a lot of stuff, it changes you in a good way, in a really good way. I think it changes you in the best way possible. And Day by Day is probably written at the lowest point in my life, but that song inspires so many people and I'm so blessed that it does. I'm just so blessed that it does. I'm so blessed that my team loves who I am and I love who I am and all the people around me love who we are and we do all of our things together and I think that that's incredible and I think that it's important and we need to all support each other more and I'm just I feel so like uh blessed just to be out here and be doing my thing I'm doing my thing and I'm living my life I don't hesitate anymore to write a song I don't hesitate to write a song now. I don't hesitate to speak my mind. I don't hesitate to be direct and um, I don't hesitate on any of it. I think that that's important. I think you have to be there for people and you have to, you have to feel that you are um, worthy 
of what you're achieving. You have to feel that you are worthy. You are worthy of everything that you put your mind to. You're worthy of everything you do. Um, we don't have enough artists in this world. Uh, not everyone's as lucky as I am to have this type of income off of music. I understand that. Um, I'm really, really, really lucky. And um, a lot of people aren't in my position. And that's why every day I wake up with a smile on my face. And I'm like, thank God. And I, you know, I live my best life. And that's how we do it. That's how we do it. You have to live that way. Otherwise, you know, every day we're working up, what is it for? And you need to be, you need to be a part of this world. You have to be. You have to be a part of your own, participate in your own life, as they say. And I think that's important. That's very important. Be yourself. Don't worry what anyone else thinks. And live your life. I mean, we need more, we need more artists and we need more people who are making it happen. And if you guys are have any questions or you want to know how you can get deeper in the music industry, like I would love to be, um, I would love to be there for you. If, if I could mentor any of you in any way, let me know. Um, I'm all about it and I'm all about making it happen. And, you know, sometimes you're tired, sometimes you really don't want to do things, but that's, that's how it goes. Sometimes that's how it goes. And you have to, you have to be able to wake up every day and say, I believe in myself, you know, I believe in myself, I make it happen. Um, and I make my dreams happen. And you have to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. Do you and focus on what you can get out of life. And with that, I'm ending this episode. I hope you guys feel inspired from this. And I hope that I can encourage anybody to make their song. Um, I have a lot of young fans who tell me, like, how can I make my song? Just go meet people who are producers and go collaborate with them. Go co-write. Go get stuff produced. Go make it happen for yourself. And there's never a time like today to do things. I started music when I was 18. You can start music whenever you want. It's not up to anyone else to tell you what to do with your life. It's up to you. And there are so many different ways I could have taken my life. But I didn't let it happen to me. I did my own. I did my own life. I chose my own life. I do my own. My own. You know, I'm only responsible for myself. That's why I always say I'm only responsible for myself. And, um, of course, I'm getting married to Jordan, but, you know, we're keeping our money separate because you sh- you're only responsible for yourself. I mean, you really are. If you are yourself and you focus on what you can do, that's really all you can do. That's the most you can do is be you. Focus on yourself. Focus on what you can what you can do and focus on what you want to do in life. And don't let anyone tell you you can't do it because you definitely can and they're going to watch you do it and they're going to feel shitty once they see you do it and they're going to be like, damn, I could have done it or I could have supported her doing it, but I chose not to. And a lot of times, that's how it goes. Um, and I hope I can inspire you guys with this. I hope that this could change your life on any level and make sure that you're doing what you want every day. You know, obviously, it's not going to be like what you want to do every day, right? But like, you're going to be building to what you want to do every day. You're going to be building to what you want in life. And um, not every day is fun, right? A lot of the time, it's work and like it's it's hustle. But I see it as a lot of 
a lot of focus on yourself. Time you make it happen. And focus on you and be yourself. And I love you guys so much. I'll see you in the next episode soon. Bye, guys.